Have you ever thought about what your life would be like without social media and on a daily basis? Or how your mental health would improve or change or just the different effects? Or how your relations with people in your life and your loved ones, how it would grow? And your peers and having the confidence to speak up about your opinions and your viewpoints. Leading up to the creation of this podcast, I did quite a bit of research on the usage of social media and how it negatively affects society, and the results are crazy. My main source of evidence, my primary piece, was a documentary called The Social Dilemma. In The Social Dilemma, the main purpose was to interview presidents and co-founders and CEOs and high-up employees at these companies that have created social media. And all of them admitted that in the beginning of their opportunities and their jobs at these places, their mindsets were positive and they thought that they were bettering themselves and bettering society and their communities. But their mindsets all changed when they realized that there's issues with ethical concerns and and cyberbullying and addictiveness and all of these things that to most people are an issue and can be pointed out, but people don't really want to admit it. Um, The social dilemma goes into a large hole talking about how you can't deny positive outcomes like finding family and organ donors and info at all are very beneficial to society because it's made tremendous strides in the amount of people that now have resources that they didn't have before have made our society grow in all sorts of ways, which is so beneficial. But also there is a large con side to all of this matter. There has been issues that have been brought to the surface about fake news and cyber attacks and mental health issues that have been connected to social media usage and addictiveness and uh, poor relations and how people are really just dealing with society currently. To connect onto the social dilemma, I also read an article called Social Media's Impacts on Societal Issues. And um, the sum of the article really expresses the issues with social media that connect topics like cyberbullying and false information and the coordination of hate crimes and terrorist groups around the world, which right now in 2021 clearly are really big issues compared to what they were in 2005. Not really the amount, well, The amount it's happening has definitely rose. It has become an issue in society all over, but also the amount of damage that it's doing to different places all around the world and the amount of damage it's doing to people's physical and mental health and families and loved ones. It's making an impact and this impact isn't beneficial. I think that a lot of people don't think about how it is benefiting you. How is social media the thing that makes you get excited to wake up in the morning instead of getting up in the morning and being excited to go see your friends or go to work or go play sports, anything other than sit on a phone or a computer. It's mind-blowing to think that our youth is so obsessed with knowing whether they have likes or comments or retweets and how many and if they don't have the likes and comments and retweets that other people have that they're not good enough or that they're they're not pretty enough. And it's all just sad to think about that our self-worth relies on the amount of likes we can get by a button. 
Um, I also read this other article called The Good, Bad, and the Ugly of Social Media. And that article really expresses the pros and the cons of it. Like how during a pandemic, you have the availability to email, text, FaceTime, um, DM, ClickLink, all of these people that you really haven't been able to talk to because of a pandemic, which in this circumstance, nobody really thought that this was going to happen until one day we woke up and we're like, hey, we're all on lockdown. We're in a pandemic and you have nothing to do. And it really, it's a really good thing because it, you can have online learning like what we have this whole year, basically, and finding new ways to find jobs and learn job skills and be adequate and discover content and having the, all this engagement with society and all people that all around the world that you don't really know. So that really is a benefit and it has great marketing tools and remote employment and all of this stuff is beneficial. The main focus is, is it beneficial to our society, to our youth, to our mental health, and just to us as a whole. The pros are important and the pros have made innovation of technology just insane on how much we can grow, not only as a population, but as a networking. You never would have thought 45 years ago that there was this little app on a cell phone that you can find whatever you want and whoever you want. It's, it's insane. But on the other side of that story, there is a large difference between online and reality. And this article really goes to discuss how people are now comparing reality to an online world where people are fake and people catfish and nothing is really completely honest these days. And there is a lot of people, the majority I would hope that don't lie and that they don't try to be people that are making a negative impact on our youth or on other people or scamming or all this stuff. There are multiple reasonings behind bad people on social media. But the difference between online and reality has become a big kind of pinpoint for people to talk about, about how it's like, well, I saw this online, but if you talk to another person, it's like, well, that's not realistic. How, how, how is that going to happen? What is the benefit of that? You might see waist trainers or diet supplements or all this stuff that is commercialized and advertised on social medias and on computer networks and all this stuff, which is helping companies, but is it really helping its viewers? How is that making somebody say, I'm going to feel good about myself because I'm going to be addicted to a website or an app or a platform, but all of the content on it is negative and it's going to make me feel bad about myself. And I'm going to see my friends at beach houses and then you, people question why they didn't get invited or you see people getting to travel and then other people who don't have the opportunity to do that are jealous. Increased usage and addiction of social media has exploded since 2005. Uh, I read in this article, I can't remember which of my six it was, and it said, I think it was actually the growing impact on our lives, which I'll get to. It talked about how since from 2005, our youth usage of social media has been up by 70%. That is insane. 
you got to think, people, instead of being on social media for 70% more than what they used to be, would be outside and with their friends and doing all of this stuff that people consider the quote-unquote teenage dream and having fun and living your life carelessly. But is that really the case if all we're doing is staring at a phone to try to see if other people are doing it? It is addicting. It is, there's no way around saying it's not. People, people have hunger and urge just to be wrapped up in other people's lives and know what's going on in comparison and all of this negativity. It is really negatively impacting our society because if you think about it, it's not just their youth anymore. Now it's, well, our grandparents are talking about how they saw that other people are going down to retire and all these other places and work and all of this stuff that you're just like, why does it matter to you? How is it affecting you in this moment? And that leads to another big issue. There are hundreds of thousands of people in every single one of the generations that are now having a fear of missing out in life because they see people living their lives and having all this great time and they feel like they are missing out on themselves or they're wasting their time and their lifespan and all this stuff and self-image issues. Social media has a direct correspondence with how do I say this, has a very direct correspondence with people who not only have mental health issues, but people who have physical health issues. Since social media has became a large impact, the amount of, the rate of bulimia and anorexia and all of these diseases and issues that people have, like not diseases, but conditions, it's just sad because if they didn't see it online, would the likelihood of them having these issues with their body and the way they look be so in their face and make them question all of their decisions? I guess it's just more eye-opening to some people about how you see people and it's just, well, they're prettier than me. Let's see what I can do more to be like them. I did a couple of interviews with some adults that I can look up to in my life, and I had a couple questions on their takes of social media, their usage, um, how it benefits them, how it's negative in their lives, and this is just a short little clip of what I've gotten out of what they had to say. What social media platforms have you been on the last five years? Twitter and LinkedIn. Why did you download the apps? LinkedIn I use for work. And I've used that one for 10 or 12 years. And Twitter I used originally to kind of aggregate different news sources and be able to gather a different uh, variety of opinions from different sources. Would you consider yourself addicted to looking for these apps constantly? LinkedIn for sure, but I use that one probably eight or 10 hours a day for work. And I use it as much for networking for work as I do Anything else? Um, Twitter, yeah, I probably go on there shoot, eight or ten times a day separately. Um, that's pretty much my main source of news these days. Um, when you look at our youth, how do you think growing up with social media has impacted their lives differently compared to when you were a kid? Yeah. 
I think that the focus of uh, look at me uh, generation is both good and bad. I think it's, it's shined a light on things that for a long time didn't get attention. Um, mental illness and bullying and things like that that never really got any attention. I think a lot of that has now gotten the attention it deserves. Um, but at the same time, I do think that it has misplaced some um, just common decency amongst people uh, to where they are much more apt. They're just meaner and angrier. They're more bold and uh, in, in insulting each other um, and not being nice to each other because they can hide behind a screen or hide behind a, a platform. And so I think it's made the entire, it's not just kids. I think it's made everybody just uh, more angry and mean in general. Do you think the social media platforms are the issue then, or do you think the people using the platforms are the issue? Probably both. I, I don't know that anyone who's invented any of these platforms ever, I don't think when anybody invents anything, you think about them, what potential harm they could cause or what negative behavior could come from that invention. So the people that invented an airplane never thought about airplane crashes. The people that invented cars never thought about drunk driving accidents and death. And I don't think people who invented the different social media platforms probably ever imagined that they would need to find a way to govern speech and um, hateful things and cyberbullying and, and things of that nature. I think they, I honestly like to think that they thought of this as a way to bring people together, um, to share pictures, to share moments of their life with other people. And they never thought for a second that they could ever be used for, for an, in a negative way. And so I think that, um, that's been the biggest struggle with all these social media platforms is how do you govern what some people think is free speech and free expression of thought? Um, and uh, I, I still think they're struggling with that idea. If you were a creator of one of these platforms, how would you change how it's been used on a daily basis? question i i don't have the right answer for i don't think for this question i i don't i don't know how you can legislate out free speech um and make free speech something that is discernible enough to one set of ears uh and then somebody else on the other side of the fence of that uh statement might completely agree and so um there might be something you put out there on social media that I would agree with, but somebody with the opposite point of view might find it to be offensive. And so um, it's very, very difficult to legislate that all altogether. Um, it would be great if there was just a really black and white way to say, this is mean, this is negative, this is hateful, whatever the case is, this needs to go away. And, and then that person goes away. But uh, I think with the ability to create multiple usernames, multiple accounts, bots, uh, algorithms that feed into this kind of stuff. I, I don't know that it's ever going to be possible to completely legislate, um, to legislate any of it a hundred percent. 
What's your stance on when the time comes to acknowledge that the negatives of social media are starting to outnumber the positives of its usage? Um, I think you could make that argument today. I think you could have made that argument two years ago. I think um, you could have made that argument during the last presidency. Um, you could have made the argument he never would have been president without social media. Um, look at how quiet he's been since he's been taken off all of his platforms and how much um, venom has been taken out of the out of the public discourse in terms of conversation um, without him being a large part of the daily, um, I don't know, daily menu of, of things to read about or hear about or listen to. Um, so it's hard. I, I don't know. I think a lot of news organizations depend on it now. I think a lot of, it's a huge way that, that the youth, uh, the millennial generation communicates with each other. Um, I think it's a large part of the way that families communicate with each other. It's probably been even more valuable with the, during the pandemic when people couldn't be around each other physically. At least they were able to share pictures on Facebook with one another or Instagram or, or things of that nature. So it's, a, it's always going to be difficult because I do believe, I truly believe that the largest part of the population on any of these platforms are probably using it for just good old-fashioned sharing of pictures and ideas and little quotes and birthday wishes and, and things of that nature. But again... Like anything else, there's that segment that is negative and awful and, and hateful, and, and they're just trying to ruin your day. So I think that's going to be part of anything. I think that's just going to be the way it is. Um, I think most people find airline travel to be safe or driving to be safe, but there's going to be those negative amounts of people that make it awful for everybody else. And so social media is going to be no different. There have been multiple studies that have shown since 2005 the amount of social media usage in our youth has gone up 70%. Do you think the impacts of social media and social networking are now striving to benefit one specific generation or all of them? I know it's an incredibly popular and valuable tool in my line of work, recruiting and hiring folks and things of that, of that nature. Um, I would say probably 90% of the people I hire every year, I contact or connect with through LinkedIn, which is a social network. Um, so it's an incredibly popular way to market our jobs, to, to sell our company to prospective employees. Um, and so in that way, it's been really, really valuable um, for folks that are make it useful for them. I think um, the whole in influencer profession, I guess, if you can call it a profession, um, has allowed people to become famous and make money and, and earn income for through various ways. I think there have been a lot of uh, uh, actors and musicians and things like that have been able to become discovered through social media that if they use the old fashioned way of, of kind of being discovered may never have been seen by anybody. So there, there have been a lot of good things. I think that um, what I'm very I guess inspired by your generation, the younger generation these days, is that you guys are finding new and inventive ways to use social media to um, monetize it, to use it to your advantage. If you're an athlete, to market yourself to colleges. If you're um, uh, a prospective business person, to market your, your services and things like that. So I think that um, 
by the time I'm 75 years old, there will be things that have, you guys have invented and done that we never thought about because we were so, you know, um, brought up in the old ways of doing things. So it's pretty cool. And then my last question is, is it has come to the public eye about how much social media has impacted the mental health of all generations in our society today. If it has became such an issue that people are aware of and are cognizant of, do you think that it's the creators of these platforms or the people of the use of these platforms deciding not to retaliate and either just delete it or have different ways to get rid of cyberbullying that has led to suicide? I think what you're starting to see is a, the tide turn a bit. Uh, and I think because of the initial wave of negative um, behaviors, right, and that, that resulted in suicides, that resulted in a lot more people having anxiety, having depression, having these things that uh, maybe didn't happen before. Um, and and uh, I think that you can pin some of that on social media. But I think the wave has turned now to where there's so much more um, awareness around all those issues. So like anything else, sometimes you have to have a tragedy happen before you start to shine a light on it and then start to find ways to fix things and bring awareness to it so that it puts it on the forefront of what people think about. So while two years ago, I think that you're right, there was a uh, probably a heavy influx of, of suicides and mental illness and other things harming yourself. I do think that um, now people that are graduating high school that are in college have had a, a three or four or five years of this now growing up with it and have made themselves aware and now they're protecting themselves. And I think that they are using that block button a lot more. Um, I think they're taking mental health breaks away from certain things in their life that are causing them stress and causing them anxiety. Um, they're finding ways to self care, to, to do self care that I think never would have, they never even would have realized they needed two or three years ago. So in a way, uh, like most of the things that happen in this world, when something dark happens, you typically find that light, that silver lining in it, and, and it shines a light on things, and, and you're able to uh, uh, find, a, find a positive and change your behavior. I appreciate your time. Thank you for the time. Just to kind of sum everything up now before we come to an end, I think benefits and negativity of human beings are the issue and the culprit behind why social media is so negative in our society. I think people egg on the platforms. I think people have more power to them than they think on these platforms to do more damage than positivity these days. And like what one of these interviewers said in the social media, these algorithms are used to commercialize lifestyles and to show that there is growth, but the growth isn't as what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be positive, and the growth right now is the growth of users, but it's all used as capitalism. It's all money drive. It's to gain supporters and to gain viewers and viewers, and all of that just leads for money for these companies just to grow and have everything that they need and technology exceeding addiction and polarization and outrage for humanity is 
a large part of our society that does really need work and need time to improve. Social media platforms are the prime issue of polarization in our society. Multiple sources have admitted. And it's just going to be continuing to be an ongoing cycle unless people try to like fix it and they try to take the time to acknowledge that there needs to be change. So when I ask people, I did a whole thing in one of my packback posts about asking fellow peers their input on my question, which again is, how is social media negatively affecting our society and of our youth? And a lot of people had mixed emotions on it. People, some admitted that it is more negative than positive. And then there were others who were like, well, there are positives too. But are they just admitting the positives so it gives them a reason to continue to use it even though everybody knows it's toxic? Or is it just for the, the fun of it? Just to waste time and go through the motions? Because if... The positives are as important as it seems to some people when we talk about this area. It's almost it's almost fake. It's kind of perplexing to see how people are like, well, no, there's positives. But they only want to talk about the positives because either they haven't had a firsthand encounter with a life-changing impact due to social media, or they just don't want to be questioned on why they still continue to use apps after they know it's negative. I think as a society, we all need to be a part of this change in what people see or what our youth sees, what all generations see on social media and how how the guidelines connect to who's on it and how people can't just they can have freedom of speech and they can voice their opinions, but if it's voicing their opinions negatively about somebody who lives three blocks down from them and it's going to make them feel like crap, what is the purpose? It's, is it really worth it? Because everybody knows once you put it on the internet, it doesn't go away. So I think people need to understand the value of wanting one to know to bite their tongue or proceed and I think that's a big issue on why social media has made so many impacts and has so much change on people's lives and why our society has come to where it is at today. Thank you for listening.